And welcome to Join Java Biblical Discussions to Fuel Your Faith. I'm Pastor Brian. I'm here with Pastor Kristen. And it has been a little while since we have gathered together in our Zoom room to record an episode. Life just happens, and we've been super duper busy with vacays. Kristen's daughter got married, and uh, just life in general. So we are excited to be back in a regular pattern at the almost weekly podcast that is Joy and Java. We did we just took it a little extremely the last couple months. <laughs> but uh, Listen, we, we just want to be in tune with our uh, listeners who also take extra time in the summer, right? We just need to, yeah, yeah. we're just trying to associate with our audience. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're just living yeah. our lives. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so we are in Ephesians and we are going to start chapter four of Ephesians. This is a dynamic chapter. There's a lot in it, but it's really good stuff. And I know it's easy to say that because it's the Bible. And this is especially the, the writings of Paul here can be quite dynamic and impacting to us. Um, so we're going to jump into this. Anything you want to say to kind of set us up here, uh, Kristen? You know, I do. You know, I do. Go for it. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I was refreshing my memory on Ephesians and we've got this great letter that Paul is writing to the Ephesian church. Um, he spends the first three chapters really painting these big cosmic like sweeps of how God is working and the big picture. And then in the second half of the book here, starting in four, he sort of shifts to, okay, what does this actually mean? Like, mm. how does all of that, like, high language that is beautiful, and but what does that actually mean to you, Ephesians, who are now believers and trying to work out your faith um, in, and the um, integration of all these big ideas with, you know, uh, what do I do with my day? So, so yeah, yeah chapter four is, is starting to get down to the nitty gritty, which is mm. fun. And I love that practical application the way you described it because that's so here's here's what you need to know and then how do we work this out how do we actually do this right and, right and apply it so thank you Paul. Yeah, I, I don't we think we really understand it. something until right. we can drill it all the mm -hmm. way down into how does this change my choices today or how i approach the world or and you oh, know it yeah. makes me think brian one of the best learning experiences is try to teach big things to kids because you can't hide behind these big words because they don't mean anything to them and they don't like you know think oh yeah you're speaking some really profound stuff there They're like i don't know right. what you're talking about so you really have to work hard and paul mm -hmm. was trying to do that for them right like okay let me break this down now what does that actually mean so yeah anyway. so so good. So let's, I'll just read this, uh, Kristen, and then we'll jump into it and see how the Lord leads us and what we draw from this. Sounds good. Chapter four of Ephesians. And this is from the NIV for those curious minds out there. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. That's a lot of alls right there. 
pun intended. <laughs> Thank you. But, Thank you very much. <laughs> but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of God. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We'll just stop there for now. And, yeah, that's and just enough, a, right? Just a side note, Kristen. I, I I sometimes have highlighters in my hand when I'm reading passages of scripture. Sometimes I just have a pen or a pencil. And so if I have a pen or a pencil, I'm underlining. And there are several sentences here in this passage that were quite hard to read because I <laughs> drew my line right through them instead of <laughs> under them. And I'm like, I hope I can read this clearly. <laughs> well, you did a good job. You you pulled it all Thanks. off. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I don't want to skip this. This struck me. It's the third word, mm. um, and this struck me when we were going through this. Paul calls himself a prisoner, and um, the one of the cool facts that you don't know right from the text is that he's writing this from prison, where he is being held, mostly because he wants the opportunity um, to speak the gospel. For for the sake of the Gentiles. So as a Roman citizen, he probably couldn't be out of this situation, but he chose not to do that. Mm. And so he's literally a prisoner. But what he considers himself a prisoner to is a higher power. The mm. reason why he's there is because of his um, passion for the Lord's work. And that work is to build others up. So I just love that this is how Paul starts out. Like he's saying, like they know he's in, in jail when they read this, right? And yeah. he's saying, you know, don't get it, don't um, be misled by the circumstances. Know why I am here and mm. how I consider my life, you know? Yeah. So I, I just. That is good. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. I, I think that's so important. Uh, for us to remember that because so often, and it's just human nature, we go through something, the storms of life happen, you know, really tough stuff happen. And we often find ourselves going, why, you know, and it hurts and mm -hmm. it's confusing and we just wish we could get to the happier times and the easier times. Uh, and sometimes we need to just also recognize this is a chance for God to use us, to grow us, for God's mm. light to shine perhaps in a dark place, um, or for him just to be glorified and draw more people to himself. Sometimes, uh, while it's certainly for us when we go through stuff, it's also so that others can see the light of Christ through mm. us and in us. And Paul's, it's brilliant to point that out, that Paul's attitude in prison, he's in prison, folks. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's not just, oh, the kids are misbehaving and I don't know what to do. It's not, oh, I, you know, the, 
I've, I'm so busy. I'm overwhelmed. Whatever. He's in prison, <laughs> and he's he's saying he's he's and he says and I love the next verse too, along with what you're saying, Kristen. It really goes well. It's, he's saying, "Be completely humble." He's in prison and gentle. Did I mention he's in prison? Be patient. Oh, he's definitely in prison. Bearing with one another in love. Uh, make every effort. You ought to highlight, underline, circle that. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. I, that's hard, Kristen. Sometimes that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, I do. <laughs> oh my goodness, is it hard? And listen, this is yeah. home for me because I there's somebody. That's an acquaintance on Facebook, okay, mm-hmm. that evil cesspool of social media <laughs> who <laughs> who posted something that I believe is theologically wrong. Okay. And the restraint it has taken me to not engage mm. because I know that this person is not open to engaging on it. Mm-hmm. has been tremendous and even like this is so bad that my husband knew it like he came home from work and he's like i saw it let it go <laughs> like you know? without you talking about it or well i mean i'm like he like you walked see? in the door and said hey Kristen, i saw it oh really wow no, i mean like you know you could tell he was waiting for the moment you know okay. what i mean okay and yep. so it was it, i first of all i'm thankful that the holy spirit's been like you know telling me to sit on my hands now and i'm secondly, so curious Right. Um, you know, I'm reading this. It's not that big of a deal, but you know how mm. things hit you and yeah, you're like, sure, sure. you like, I want to, I want to wade into this. Mm-hmm. But I also know that in this circumstance, there might be times when, when you could have a really useful conversation about stuff. This is not one of those times. Yeah. And I know that. And, um, and it would do nothing but disunify the body mm-hmm. by me engaging even privately with this person because they're not open to it. But right? you're standing up for truth, though, Kristen. Right? You're right. standing up for what you believe is the correct word of God or... Right. Or, right. Exactly. You know, the correct... Right. Exactly. You should exactly. stand up for truth. And, and uh, right? That is the tension that we live in. Like, we, we should... But we need to do it in a way that unifies us, yeah, not yeah. brings disunity. And if you know, I mean, there are times that you know that you know that all you're doing is starting an argument or a discussion. And this is one of those times. And so what would mm. the fruit of my standing up for this be? The yeah. fruit would be yeah. nothing but straining the relationship I have with this person. Yep. Um, and if I do it publicly, strip pulling other people into the vortex, right? And um you know, this is so a true. point when I need to make every effort. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. To- <laughs> every single teensy weeny, oh! big, huge, gigantic effort. Right. To, to keep that, and it, and it's and it even goes on. Kind of, we need to be reminded of this. Here's why we have to do this: because in verse four, there is one body and one spirit. We mm. can tend to think so. Um, that's your community. This is my community. That's your individualistic. That's your individual. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're, we're friends, you're Lutheran, we're mm-hmm. Catholic, you're whatever, you know, I mean, go method, whatever, you know, and we divide ourselves that way. 
And mm-hmm. we do so in America, like you say, very individualistically. Right. I don't know right. if that's quite good English, but <laughs> one spirit body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father of all, who is over all and through all and all. We forget this. Yeah. And yeah. we we engage in and it's it's you've highlighted the social media aspect of this tremendously but we do this through politics we do this through just about any i mean heck we do it through sports now usually it's a lot more fun and you know we're kidding around a lot of times but not always and so but especially for our spiritual lives in understanding that we are one body we may not all agree on all theological issues but paul says we are all one body and we fall under one spirit, you know. And this is such an important, he's reinforcing something that we talked about earlier in Ephesians, which is this idea that the Jewish Christians had that the outsiders are welcome, but they'll never be fully part of the body, right? There's all, you're always going to be a little bit of second class if you don't do all the things, don't have the background, mm-hmm. don't keep the, you know, and, and to the, to the extent where in the synagogue uh, earlier we talked about this, there was a wall, and if a Jewish, the Gentile, or someone <laughs> escorting a Gentile went beyond that wall, the punishment was death because they were not allowed to be that close to God. And that is, in fact, part of why Paul is in in jail is because he was accused falsely of taking a Gentile across that boundary mm-hmm. line. So they are living <laughs> in a world. Where it is not just, you know, we're splinted into a thousand pieces. Theirs were pretty clear. Like there are, there's us and them. There are those that are Jewish background mm. and those that are Gentile background. And it, even if we're both all serving the same God, we're not all on the same plane. Paul is saying, no, absolutely not. The mm. whole message of Ephesians is that in Christ, a new humanity is being formed. Where there are not outsiders and insiders, there's one family, one body, right? And that gets us right back to what, you know, the practical discussion that you and I were just having that, you know, if it's not going to build up the body, if it's only good for me, for my pride, my understanding, my whatever, (laughs) Mm -hmm. then it hurts the body overall. Yeah, It has to be good for more than just me. and if not, then, then, you know, what is my motivation? What, what, yeah. bo- what body am I thinking about? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in that, it, and it's, it's just so fitting how Paul writes this. It's like Kristen, he, he knew we were going to have this podcast and talk about it this way, <laughs> or he just knew human nature and right. he knew how to <laughs> teach us stuff. Well, so there's yeah. this, but then he goes into verse seven. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Boy, do we need that. I mean, it's because yeah. it's not easy making every effort to stay p- to be in peace. It's not always easy to be gentle, patient, all that stuff, you know, bearing <laughs> each other in love. That's why they're, they're evidence of the divine work in our lives. Yeah, we need we need They're not grace. evidence of human nature on its own, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean yep. to interrupt no, that's you. Good. But that's, yeah, that's, that's perfectly you fine. Know, that's, yeah, it's absolutely, those things sound simple. They're not, and mm-hmm. we all know it. And that's, yeah. Yeah. And then it gets a little wordy. 
uh, with the ascend, <laughs> descend, ascends, he descends, uh, all that stuff. Uh, and confusing, not and, just wordy. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> so a lot of all in there. What is Paul saying um, here? Come but, on, Paul. Uh, <laughs> 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 now I'm off. Now I'm now I'm thinking about all the alls in this passage. Yeah, stop about um, that. But, uh, Does that mean we're confusing? I don't want to know that. <laughs> well, I just this, you know, this is very interesting. It is it is a little confusing. But how how can I say this? You know, Jesus when Jesus descended, okay, his full this is this is hard to understand. Fully man, fully God. Okay, that's that's what we believe from the scriptures. He ascended, uh, but he went down. Also, Paul says to the lower earthly regions, and everyone who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It, he really completed everything. Jesus did. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. he he started this. Well, maybe not started, but it was this it was kind of this. Um, huge place in history where we be, can clearly see things being restored back unto God intentionally, where Jesus arrives as a whole part of the whole plan of salvation and God from the beginning of time arrives in the earth and things start to roll significantly where he mm. reveals himself to us in a much different way than ever before a tangible way where we can actually relate and interact with him, where we don't have to climb a mountain. We don't have to go into a temple. We don't need a priest. Um, And now he's given himself, it says in verse 11 to the apostles, the prophet. And so we'll we'll kind of stop there because that we can talk about that. But um, does that make any sense, Kristen? Like, like now we're seeing things restored. He has completed everything. All things are coming back unto himself. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of how I read that from a real basic point of view. Well, I love, I mean, where you land, I think it is quite clear and in line with Ephesians, right? Which is that uh, the work of Jesus is to bring all things mm-hmm. under alignment both heaven and earth, humanity, creation, um, in, unto our alignment with his kingdom, and that fills the fullness of all of creation. And I think that point Paul is very clear on, and that's it, that's a beautiful point. Where I get confused, to be honest, uh, Brian, is I'm not sure when he says he descended, if he means he's descending to earth or descending to hell. Um, and that that's where I get um I, I'm not clear on what Paul is saying, but I think the point of what he's saying is quite clear and is exactly what you just said, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm actually, yeah. Okay. I'm going to dive deeper into that. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> us in our original discussion going there in this, at least we didn't at Whitmer house. Yeah. Um, so I'm making a note for myself right now. Cause I'm just, that's fascinating to me. I want to, I think yeah. that's something we should dive into a little bit and just on personal notes and for the sake of our own studies. It's fun. So. And, you know, I think those kinds of things, I love to find those threads in Paletum and sometimes you resolve them and sometimes you say, I don't, re- I still, Lord, don't quite know what this sentence is referring to, but there are always mm-hmm. things you can land on. Right. And um, I think uh, where we landed um, on the purpose of 
Jesus to fill the whole universe and to bring all things in alignment. That's that's clear. Um, yeah. What I, you know, so. Yeah. And Christ, uh, verse 11, uh, gave himself, g- gave himself, uh, Christ himself. Christ himself. There you go. <laughs> it's not even Monday. It's Tuesday <laughs> as we record this. Uh, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up uh, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff in there. Um and, and one thing that I get a little bit of encouragement from just, just on a real basic level here, Kristen, it says until we all reach unity in the faith, <laughs> that journey's still happening folks. Mm. Like don't, don't kid yourself. If you think you've arrived anywhere and you're in full maturity, <laughs> um, it's, it's not happening until really we see Jesus face to face for real. And so that's part of the humbleness. That's part of the patience. Right. You know, it's part of the grace thing that we need with each other. Yes. Right. The gentleness. If that's exactly what I was thinking, Brian, that's Mm. why those things, those things are part of the reparations for a broken world. Right. That's why those things are so important because otherwise we just continue the brokenness in our response to brokenness. If we don't Mm -hmm. respond with humility and patience and gentleness. Yeah. 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 I love that. This is, um, I was thinking about this again this morning, very counter, I think countercultural, to us as West Western Christians, um, you know, these gifts that God gives to individuals, believers are not for their benefit. Their benefit, they're given mm. for the benefit of the body. Yeah. And, the, and they are intended to be used with service to the body. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we often don't think that way, you know, it, it, just in general about all gifts as Americans, we tend to think first, mm-hmm. how can I make a good life with this? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then maybe if I have overflow, maybe I can also bless some people. That's not even always on the radar, right? It's, uh, you know, it's how can, what kind of life do I want? What kind mm-hmm. of life can I? And um I think this principle applies not only to these gifts, but just in general, as, as Christ followers, our job is not to put me first. It's to say, how can I use what's in my hand for the good of the community Mm. around me, the good of humanity, the good of. Mm, That sounds too much like socialism for me, Kristen. I'm out. (laughs) I mean, this is America. You're, (laughs) you're absolutely right. And I'm sorry to interrupt uh, with that little joke, but. I, you know, we oftentimes, and I think, again, it's human nature. It's where we live. It's our context often. I think oftentimes it's, this is not done with any angst necessarily or intent to hurt anybody or be selfish even. Yeah. Sometimes it is though. Let's be honest. Yep. Um, We just, we ought to, we are so trained to think about our bank account, to think about, uh, success, career, retirement accounts, you know, are for what we day. like. Yeah. Yeah. What, right? what exactly. we're comfortable with, yep. what we would prefer, right? Type of people yeah. we like hanging around, you know, I mean, it goes, how hard do way. we want to work? Yep. Right. It's, it encompasses all areas of our lives. 
but as a Christian, we just, if I'm going to be really frank, I mean, I'm Brian, but I'm going to pretend to be frank here for a minute <laughs> oh. uh, is, is, uh, um, as Christians, we don't really get this option. Yeah. If we want to be true Christ followers, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. Listen, I've got a 401k. My wife and I are planning for retirement. Okay. But we do those things in light of who we are as Christians. We dedicate ourselves to living for other people. We dedicate ourselves to following Christ and we obey Jesus above all. And, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is I don't, I don't want to demonize people that are, that have the retirement accounts that are you being good stewards of what God has given them. Okay. That's being a good steward too. But when it becomes an obsession, when it becomes all for your own sake, that's where I believe Paul would say, and Jesus would certainly say, and the Holy Spirit would convict us a little bit and say, or maybe a lot and say, Hey, I've given you all this stuff. It's not just for your own sake. We need to be yeah. concerned about the homeless. We need to be concerned about the, <clears throat> the foreigners. We need to be concerned about the refugees. We need to be concerned about the poor and the widows. And so what are we doing with that? Yeah. And the simple truth of the matter is oftentimes a lot of Christians just there's no thought for that. It's we are so set up in our American way of thinking of dog eat dog and you know yeah that we need we we might need a change of heart and attitude in this and that's yeah. okay that's okay if you find yourself in that place i want you to hear it. that's okay this this is actually great because god can change that god can begin to soften your heart in that area and you're you're about to enter into something that will bring you great joy and great fellowship with God and with other believers as you surrender this to him more. Yeah, I, I like uh, several things I wanted to comment on there, Brian, in the last one, I think I'll pick up first, which is just that um, I think sometimes we don't recognize that is what salvation mm -hmm. is. That's the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit in our lives to make us more Christ-like. And so it, so we should um, although it stings a little bit every time I, you know, find like, wait a minute, what's this thing doing in my heart? Like, this doesn't belong here. It hurts. But also you can rejoice knowing that Jesus is at work in your life and, and loves you enough to say, hey, right. that doesn't belong. It's mm -hmm. time to take that out. Maybe you didn't even see it before. And do you see now, like, and we trust his timing in that, um, that he's going to bring those things to light as we're as he's ready to help us deal with them and we yeah. shouldn't we shouldn't feel guilt about that i i the what's going through my mind as you were talking about the complexity here um is kind of a disentanglement of what has my culture taught me mm. versus and versus what does life as a believer 
you know what I mean? Where do those, and sometimes it means like I have to take a thread and pull it out of something. Like you yeah. said, it's not bad to, to, to save for your retirement, mm-hmm. but the thread that says it all depends on me and everything, you know, I'm going to take care of myself first and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That thread needs to be pulled out and thrown away. Like, mm-hmm. nope, nope, nope. That's not the right. And so when you, when we, when we pull those threads apart, it starts to overall change the picture dramatically. It's not that um, I never consider what I'm good at when I'm picking a career or something, but it, it's yeah. the it's the priority of you know take care of yourself above all else. Mm-hmm. That thread needs to go right, or yeah. I need to have a comfortable life, and that's a priority. That thread needs to go. Those it's so it's a. It's a little bit more complex, I think, than we'd like it to be. But also, I feel like sometimes when we hide, when we hide the complexity, we also hide the challenge, right? Mm. Because we could say, well, overall, I'm not in that camp. And meanwhile, the Lord's like, there's a lot of corruption in those threats mm-hmm. that need to come out, right? Like, you know, so it's in some ways, it's more challenging as we look back. Because I look back even at my life um, and you know, the choices I made about, about uh, especially graduating high school and deciding what's next. And I, mm. uh, there were parts of it that were good. Mm-hmm. And there are other parts of it where I look back and I'm like, wow, I really see the culture influence there. Like some of those choices, I yeah. wonder, uh, you know, <laughs> what was really driving some of those choices, right? Yeah. And, you know, so. Even, even I love that the grace of God. Yeah. Is there evident when we're in yes. high school? <laughs> when <laughs> kids, you know what I mean? Yes, I made 100%. some terrible choices in college concerning my education, like not yeah, showing up right. for final exams. And stupid. I I said this on another podcast. I, I skipped a final exam to go to see the latest Star Trek film with my father. And <laughs> I was doing horrible and I felt like I'm going to fail yeah. anyways, uh, right. which is ridiculous thinking. I needed that final exam. I needed to do good on that to help yeah. myself out a little bit. But um, it's it's just great that God's grace is so great and there from a young age that he's with us and he's working all things together and we make mistakes and we work through that and we suffer the consequences of those mistakes, but we get better and we learn from it and we grow, we fall down, we get up, you know, we don't just stay in that situation. The grace of God continually moves us forward. And you said, so I love that thread analogy. It made me think of my mother-in-law because she is a master uh, knitter. And, mm-hmm. and is there a difference between knitting and crocheting? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're different techniques. Okay. She makes the most amazing sweaters. Okay. Ah, nice. Nice. So would that be knitting or crocheting or does could it be either could one? Be either, okay. Either either way. I, I'll move yeah. forward with this story yeah. here. She's a ma- <laughs> she's probably good at both, if I say, had to guess. Probably. But yeah. I'm telling you, her sweaters are so complex. Like we're not talking uh, just sitting yeah. together. She put can put beautiful patterns in it. Uh, different styles and brings it all together. And yeah. it's, um, it's a, just, she's been doing it for years and she's gotten better and better and people marvel at her work. Okay. Mm-hmm. They marvel mm-hmm. at her sweaters. The thing is though, is occasionally she makes a mistake or she miscounts her rows or something, you know, and she could, if she was impatient, 
try to continue and try to work it out, but there's always going to be that thing that's wrong, that thing that's going to look off, the thing that's going to not really make that sweater or whatever creation, whatever, the sock, the mittens, whatever. It's (laughs) going to be that imperfection in there that will be visible ultimately. And even if other people may say, oh, it's not that big a deal. It's okay. I know my mother-in-law is going to go, oh, it's not quite right. So what she does is she actually goes back and be, it's better for the finished product to go back yeah. and pull that thread out of there or, or redo that yep. to correct yep. it, even though it takes more time, even though it's frustrating. And I've seen her realize <laughs> that and she just goes, ah, oh, you uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when she does that, when she takes the time to deal with it, she is much happier in the end. Mm. Because she she loves to, when she gives these to people, she gets great joy and satisfaction and takes great pride in her work. So to have that finished product be so beautiful and in a way perfect, you know, mm, yeah, um, it's worth it to deal with these things. It's worth it to be uncomfortable and yeah. to in that moment surrender to the Lord mm. and work the, and humble ourselves right back to the beginning. Mm. Mm. And be patient and because holy cow, Kristen, does God bear with me yeah. so often yeah, for me my too. benefit. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, anyway, I think that's good. Yeah. I think so. That that <laughs> connects to the next section here. I yeah. think we should go forward. Yeah. 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 So, you know, then in 14, he starts to talk about as we, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase before that, as we mature, as we grow, as these things get corrected in our spirits, then we will no longer be be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Hmm. I think that just goes exactly along with, you know, what you were just talking about, that that growing up um, over time and that it's worth it's worth the work because look at what a beautiful um, place that we're going to and the security that that builds, you know, he's talking about how, you know, as you get to know Christ better as these parts of the body that are intended to help us grow more and more into his likeness and more and more into the understanding, do their work. Mm. All of us together won't be blown around. And gosh, mm-hmm. I, this is speaking to my heart right now in this season of political stuff ramping up and <laughs> just all of the things blowing around, blowing around on Facebook, blowing around. That's I think that's part of why I was so frustrated by this thing that was on Facebook. I'm like, you're just being blo- at least your process is being blown around, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even if your conclusion isn't, and um, it's frustrating, but. It's maturity over time that is the antidote to that, right? (laughs) That is the antidote. That is where we grow together as a body into into being mature. Yeah. Yeah. The truth in love, speaking the truth in love. Yeah. 
You know, we do need to be careful. I mean, you were careful this, I mean, just recently. I'm working on it. You didn't. uh, Right. So that's that's the problem is sometimes we speak the truth. And I kind of made a joke at it at the beginning. But, you know, sometimes we, we emphasize the truth so powerfully. And it is important. The truth is huge. The truth is very important. But when we lack the love and then we kid ourselves and say, hey, well, I'm speaking truth. It is love. You know, hey, you know, it is love. You know, (laughs) it's it's uh, okay. Let's let's really do this in love. Like, yeah, let's do this over a conversation. Let's grab coffee. You know, let's. Let's actually, you know, do you know anybody that actually is on the other political aisle than you, you know, right. that you're willing to have these discussions with and learn from and care about how they feel and care about their background and care about why they feel the way they do? Oftentimes, no, we just want to speak the truth in love, you know, right. And, right. and I'm being a little coarse here on purpose because we need Oh, oh, we need stirred in this right? Um, and we need this to be in love. This is why some people don't respect Christians or Christianity. They got no problem with Jesus and the things he said, uh, come on, it's the Christians. Right. So they don't need us to preach at them. I know people like this. They don't need me to preach at them. They need me to live this. Right. And they need to see that it's true that way. Right. And go ahead. Well, I'm just thinking about, you know, um, it's such a great conversation because we are supposed to be growing into the likeness of Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. So, you know, so that is the goal, right, is for us to be more like Jesus. And, um, you know, when Jesus, when we read the accounts of John, he did not run around and call out in truth every error, every point of immaturity, every point of ungodliness and every person that he met. Yeah. And sometimes we take out, we take the <laughs> one or two, they're pretty small mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> instances. And we say, well, we're just allowed to say that. That is not, when you read the whole of scriptures, that is not what you see in Jesus at all. You see him being very patient, very restrained, picking Mm -hmm. his moments, Um, you know, and if Jesus did that, I'm, I am (laughs) not perfect, still in process. I sure better do and have a lot of humility and a lot of patience uh, and a lot of uh, restraint (laughs) Mm -hmm. and a lot of self-reflection. When I start feeling that rise up in me, which I was about, hey, this is not right. Uh, that's to me personally is like, whoa, I better back away from the controls yeah. because I'm concerned about what is motivating that fuel in me. And until I'm clear on that, I hope to keep my mouth and my fingers silent. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> until I can get some clarity from the Lord about whether or not I'm supposed, this is something yeah. that I, I am called in this moment to engage it. I yeah. trust him. Like he's the one who's in charge, which I love this too. Like I think so often we will take that truth and love and really make idols of ourselves and mm-hmm. say, yeah, I'm going to be the savior in this situation. I, I'm going to be Jesus in this situation. And Jesus is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, yep. there's one head, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the so one good. head. 
right? Um, so yeah. I, that's for me, that's always the caution. Like, you know, what do I am feeling motivated by Jesus in this mm-hmm. moment or am mm-hmm. I feel motivated by me? Yeah. And my, yeah. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think also we forget, like, since we talked about social media, like, we forget that there's a private message option. On Facebook, even Instagram for crying out loud. And uh, I think Twitter or X or whatever the heck it's called now. And I just, you know, if if we feel like we need to say something, let's give somebody a private message and say, hey, I don't, you know, I don't understand this or, or can you explain this more, go deeper mm-hmm. with it? Here's what I think. Or even go so far as to give them a text or call if you've got, if you know them personally, like our first instinct because of social media is just to put it out there publicly. Right. And we don't think about the disunity that creates. We don't think about the people who might read this uh, because we've commented on it now that are Mm -hmm. on our friends list that maybe don't know Jesus that are going to see this disunity and just go, might as well be watching a political debate here. Yeah. You know? Well, and think about it, you know, put ourselves in the other shoe. When I make mistakes, which I make lots of, how do I want to be approached? <laughs> do I want somebody to call me out in front of as many people as possible in a very angry way? Probably of course not. not <laughs> right. I want someone to come to me privately and say, Hey, and yeah. I, you know, yep. it, it hurts me to, because this is going to hurt you, but I need to tell you something like, yeah. what is the best possibility of me hearing that feedback? Yep. It is not a public yeah. thing. And it's also not being approached as if I'm an idiot, even if yeah. I am being yeah. an idiot. Right. Yeah. Even if this person, <laughs> Never. Has been, I mean, right. Right. What you, you know, you want someone to come to you with, with, um, gentleness yeah, and patience yeah. and say, I, I love you. I see the image of God in you. Can we talk about this? Maybe yeah. I don't get it, right? And I'm not coming at you. you to, know? to even make it, and this can this is true of social media posts, but also not just, you know, a, a, yeah. a statement in an adult Sunday school class, you know, on mm-hmm. Sunday morning or whatever. This this can be true anywhere, you know. We can, yeah. we can what also we need to be careful of is kind of maybe another angle of this Kristen is uh, we can't automatically assume there was no wrestling with the statement that person makes. Right. Exactly. For whatever reason is if they're putting it, you know, oftentimes it's an emotional, it's a, Oh, I got to do this. I got to stand for it. But sometimes there is a wrestling. There is a consideration. There is a Lord. I feel like I need to say something about this issue or that issue or whatever, or I need to step into this conversation. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, so we need to be careful. Yep. And not assume, you know, anything on the other side of that too, because, and you know, sometimes it is lost in translation. Sometimes it's not, we think we're being clear with how we feel and we're not trying to be harsh. Uh, yep. But it can come across that way unintentionally. So we again, there's the grace, there's the patience. That's why it's better to do to have that conversation in a private message, in a phone call, over coffee, whatever, so that we give each other <laughs> After, benefit of the doubt. You know, right? After we've let the Holy Spirit speak to us, right? About- yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> at least for me, at least when it's that feeling. You know, I think that we should read the rest of four, Brian. Do because you really? I think, okay. Well, here's what here's why. Because what we're talking about is really the kind of example, uh, a practical example of I think what Paul is getting at here mm. in the rest of the chapter. So uh, okay. if you agree with me. Uh, yeah. I say we we, we read okay. the rest of four. I'll read and then I'll let you say the first thing about the rest of oh, it. Oh, gosh. So it's your okay. idea, okay? It's, oh, um, you did. <laughs> oh, gosh, like I never let you do that or something? <laughs> no, no, okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> we, We're working what? on our unity here, folks, right, okay? We're right. working together. And <laughs> I'll private message you, Brian. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> so this is chapter four again, starting in verse... 17, my best narration voice. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, For we all are members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. (laughs) There you go. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God, just as in Christ God forgave you. Yeah, it just struck me as we were having this discussion, there are some other things in here, but Paul is really talking about, um, you know, this practical live your faith out. Mm -hmm. And one of the big ways that we do that is thinking about how our words, our responses to people affect the the community around us. Are we speaking truth? Are we building up? Are we putting off that desire that we have outside of God Mm -hmm. to make ourselves look smart or wise or important or whatever it is. And, and are we thinking first about God and his community and the, the well-being of those around us? Um, And uh, that's, that's why I wanted you to go there. There's some other examples in here that Paul is talking about is things that we, that um, come out of that futile way of thinking outside of God. But um, I think the one we were just discussing is one of maybe the most practical Mm -hmm. for all of us. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. I was, I was gonna say something, but I'm not because I'm gonna walk in patience 
in grace and gentleness. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk gonna, about that off air. Nothing between Kristen and I, folks. I was just, I was thinking of an example, but I, I'm going to not go there because I don't think yeah. it'll be helpful. But, uh, you know, I, but Brian, I love that you just did that because I think that's part of the. No, I'm serious. It's yeah, part know, of the humility. Yeah. It's part of the humility to say, you know what? I. Not I am gonna humble myself and say what was yeah. about to come out of me. I need to just yeah. chop off right there, even if it is obvious to everybody that I dropped something, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've had to do that too, and it's mm-hmm. you. You that is part of whenever yeah. the Holy yeah. Spirit starts to say, "Excuse me," I, I need to be humble and say, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. bad road. Turn around. You turn." And, you know, and then the the piece of this that Paul ends this section of his, you know, at least how we have sectioned this letter off. Um, he talks about forgiving each other. Yeah. So important. I know far too many Christians that are holding unforgiveness in their hearts or have from time to time. I've been one of them too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is not the way of Jesus. This is not the way of Christ unforgiveness hurts you more than the person you're not forgiving. It hardens your heart and it can act as a separator. It can cause separation between you and God. And I mean, folks, Jesus forgave us. God forgave us. We ought to be people who quickly forgive and that's a work of the Holy Spirit. For and let, honestly, we we can say things ridiculous things like, "Oh, I can forgive, but I'm never going to forget." Mm. That's not how the Bible says. He forgives our sins, tosses them as far as the east is from the west. That means he doesn't think about them. Now he's God. And he can do that. It's harder for us, for sure. Right. But the biblical example of forgiveness is not to still hold something over somebody's head and over their life and hold on to bitterness still, even though we give lip service to forgiveness because like God can't, like we act like God can't know that we're not really in the right frame of forgiveness Mm. towards this just because we say, I forgive you, doesn't mean we actually do. We need to have this heart for each other. I'm trying to teach my kids, uh, just as a quick example here, Peyton, who is nine years old, <laughs> is very quick to forgive most of the time. It's remarkable. Mm. She can be crying, furious at her brother, but if he wholeheartedly very sweetly and humbly says, Peyton, I, I, I'm sorry, can you forgive me? The turnaround in Peyton's heart is remarkably fast most mm. of the time, on occasion, mm. of course, you know. Mm. But it's it's absolute, every time I witness this, Kristen, it blows me away. It humbles mm. me so much to see that childlike faith and that love that is just overflowing towards her brother that when he is obviously sorry, she just, oh, and it's like, man, that is Christ in her. Nothing else can explain that other than Jesus in her in her life. Mm-hmm. Brody, on the other hand, is a lot slower to forgive. Yeah. And we see the result of that. We see how that affects him. 
And we see how it affects his sister, especially if that unforgiveness is aimed towards his sister. It is chaos. Now, I, I want you to say, ultimately, he almost always forgives her. And <laughs> they come back and they're best friends again. But uh, when we see that hesitation, the chaos comes in instantly. It's right, it's right there. And in our adult lives, sometimes maybe because we're not yelling at each other and crying in public in front of each other or stuff, it may, we may not see that chaos right away, but it's there. And it mm. causes disunity and it mm. separates, it, it slows down and hinders our own walk with the Lord and our own relationship with God. Because time and time again in the scriptures, I mean, even after the Lord's prayer, when Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray, he says, and forgive each other your sins. Like forgiveness is a huge thing to God and to Jesus. Mm. And through this whole book, we see it. Paul puts it in here at the end of this little section. We have to forgive each other just as Christ forgave us. Mm. So yeah. maybe, just maybe, there's someone we need to forgive today. Maybe we've realized as we've gone through this passage that um, uh, there's some people we need to private message, like Kristen and I are going to do after we get done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, there's some people we need to call. We need to grab coffee with. Um, there's, There might be even a public apology that might need to happen on a post here mm. or there. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, and I want, I want you to hear this. It's okay. Humble yourself. Be gentle. Be patient. Bear with one another in love and make every effort. And sometimes that means we need to apologize. Sometimes that means we need to be the ones to seek the forgiveness. Sometimes that means we need to do the forgiving and we should do that quickly. We should say, oh, yes, brother, sister. Oh, joyfully, I forgive you. Yes, let's, let's have fun again. You know, let's be unified again. It's so much better when we're unified. You know, I'm going to lay yeah. this thing down and I'm never bringing it up again because you're more important to me than who was right and wrong and what we said to each other in that moment. You know, this will bring glory unto God. And Ooh. I believe there are many people out there, Christians, that are watching us, and if they just would see this unity, if they would see this quickness to forgive, if they would see us trying to love each other in this way, I think the impact could be immense. Ooh. And we're in a season now as quote-unquote Americans that is the po politics is revving up. And... Uh, I think this is just a superb reminder and superb timing for us, Kristen, and for us as a church pursuit uh, to make sure that we're living this out, that we're very careful, that every time we get on social media, we're saying a prayer and saying, Lord, help me and help me be light, help me be encouraging and uh, just use wisdom and yeah. the light of the Holy Spirit, even as we're surfing even as we're looking through and reading news articles and, you know, um, or as we hear somebody say this at the coffee shop or, you know, our neighbor says something and we don't agree with it. Be light, be mm 
be gentle, be patient, bear with each other. And man, God will get so much glory and you'll have greater influence as well. Mm. Yeah. That, that ability to forgive too is rooted in a demonstration of our trust in God. Mm. Right. Because it's, it's not about saying injury wasn't caused. It's not about saying, I, I don't care that you were, that, that something happened that was harmful, right? It is about saying, I can forgive because I trust that my Heavenly Father is going to sort this all out. And I don't need to be the arbiter of justice. Yeah. Because there are certain things that are really unjust um, that are, you know, some some forgiveness is for petty, small things. Some of it is for very real harm. Mm-hmm. Um, legitimate sin, legitimate error, legitimate, you know, bad intentions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason why I can offer forgiveness and sort of knit things back together is not because I'm saying those things weren't wrong. Yeah. It is because I can say my Heavenly Father, who is much more wise than I am, will sort that out. So, so that allows me the freedom then to say, so I can forgive you freely and not worry about that and and leave that in his hands, knowing that he's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of justice. Um, that, that is, that is where the, why it is so difficult. And I also think that's the power of the, the witness is that you, the security to say, I'm good. So therefore I can say, I forgive you even though what happened was not good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us this week. Uh, Kristen, that's an excellent place to break off. I think, thank you for that, those thoughts. And uh, we'll be in Ephesians five. The next time you hear our voices on the almost weekly podcast, that is joy and Java. And uh, I just want to take a quick moment here to ask you guys to, uh, if you wouldn't mind, share and like and subscribe and write a review and share and like and subscribe and do it all over again. Uh, And uh, that just helps get this podcast in front of more people. The more reviews and ratings we get and the more shares and likes, all that stuff is helpful. Uh, I just believe there's a lot of people that would really enjoy this, just these just really honest authentic discussions about God's word and how we apply this to our lives. So get out there and uh, share this up a little bit. Also, we'd love to uh, just invite you uh, to process this a little bit. So often it's good. I do this a lot, Kristen, with podcasts. I go, wow, that was a really great podcast. Man, that got me fired up. And then I move on to the next thing, the next podcast or whatever I'm doing in my day. I would invite you that to work into your time today or whenever you listen to this and process through this, pray through what we've been talking about and ask the Lord to do a work in your heart and just open yourself up to the Holy Spirit and just say, show me your ways. Do I need to forgive more? Do I, am I not quick to forgive? Am, Am I quick to respond on Facebook or wherever, you know, like, Lord, just let me have more wisdom. Let me shine your light more. Let me walk in this gentleness and humbleness because you care about unity, God. I want to care about unity. Um, And so process this a little bit. Spend a few minutes thinking through this conversation. 
until next time on behalf of Kristen and the whole gang whoever the gang is uh, we'll see you again on Join Java Biblical Discussions to fuel your faith when I look around all I see is the hate and the shame and the hurt and the pain of a nation crying out for the sake of a future generation I don't want to give up now gonna do my best to shine my light somehow cause the pain is worth it the goal is holy Stand united in true devotion Ain't no revolution gonna change the way we think Ain't no politician gonna do a thing for you and me When I look around, all I hear are the boys and girls Going back and forth just like children Fighting a war that will only end with more division give up now, gonna do my best to shine my light somehow, cause the pain is growing, my heart is heavy, we better know when to throw in the towel, ain't no revolution gonna change the way we think, ain't no politician gonna do a thing for you and me, we need love, we need hope, we need help from God above, we need grace to win the day. Light to shine the way. We need peace. We need joy. We need God to give us ease. We need resurrection power. We need Jesus in this hour. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. When my knees hit the ground and I pray for the day when we all get along. Belong to the family, living in a world with it is the same. We need a remedy. I don't wanna give up now. Gonna do my best to shine my light somehow. Cause the night is dark and this life is hard. I have a God who is stronger than me. Ain't no revolution gonna change the way we think. Ain't no politician gonna do a thing for you and me. We need love. Everybody listen, no one's interested in your position Or who you didn't vote for, or who you're gonna vote for What people need to know is what Jesus died for He bled for them, he died for them The Bible even says that Jesus cried for them I wonder if our love is anything like this I wonder if the world can even see in us The hope of eternity, the love and the joy that is deep in us Needs to be seen in us So they can really see there's something different A reason to investigate the claims we make so let the light of Jesus start to resonate Let them see the reason why we gravitate Towards the only God who's really got the power to save And the power to heal The hope of salvation has got to be real It's got to be lived out no matter how we feel But especially in how we live, how we love The gospel is most powerful when it's lived We need love, we need hope help from God above. We need grace to win the day. We need light to shine the way. We need peace. We need joy. Only God can give us these. We need resurrection power. We need Jesus in this hour. 
We need resurrection power. We need Jesus in this hour.